A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. This is Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, reporting live from the Wisconsin Farmers Union Farm and Rural Lobby Day. Currently, I am being joined with Darren Von Ruden, who is the president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Darren, can you tell me about the history of this Rural Lobby Day? When did it start or why? The history really is about uh, 12 years ago we started our Farm and Rural Lobby Day because we felt that uh, some of the issues that we want to talk about uh, weren't being represented through other methods of getting to and speak with our state legislators. So we started the Farm and Rural Lobby Day because we do have a lot of rural members and of course rural communities, our farm communities too, and just wanted to make sure that, that we could get that representation down here at the state capitol. What has come out of these days over the years? Any key legislature items that this has helped pass or bring forward? Things like that that you have seen in trends over the years? Yeah, certainly over the last couple of years, especially on the meat processing side, our members uh, actually formed a task force within Wisconsin Farmers Union and put forward some proposals that we brought down and as part of that, um, over the last couple of years, there's been quite a few dollars that have been put out in grants for small and medium-sized facilities to expand their production and also get some more meat cutters in through some of the things that are happening down here at UW-Madison in the meat cutting school. What are the key priorities that you're bringing forward now, today, and why? So water issues is a big one. It's been there for a while now, and certainly the governor has been talking about water issues uh, for both of his terms now, and uh, as we need fresh, clean water to support not only the dairy industry, but pretty much every facet of life that we have here in Wisconsin. That's big that we keep that clean. Climate change issues, we really want to be a part of the solution as farmers and not uh, always being accused of being the problem. So working on that and then also uh, antitrust issues. Uh, We're seeing more and more consolidation within all facets of agriculture, whether it's uh, stuff that you're buying or stuff that you're selling. We have less people to buy from and less people that are buying from us. So want to see that improvement on that too. And certainly the department of Justice has been working on it, but uh, sometimes the funding isn't there for them to actually do their jobs. So in a time like now, when we do have a $6.6 billion uh, surplus in the state government, you know, maybe we should be looking at uh, improving some of those mechanisms and putting the dollars where they can be most effective. Can you take me through what the day looks like? Yeah, so we're going to try to get to as many offices as we can. Um, We don't have members in every county and every district in the state, but we're going to cover probably two-thirds of the state with our members and uh, start out this morning at 11 o'clock with a couple of speakers. And then uh, Senator Balwig gave us uh, some comments on what's happening in the Senate Aid Committee. And then now uh, we're going to be starting to uh, meet with our elected representatives to talk about the three issues that I mentioned earlier. Can you touch on some of the things or topics that Senator Balwig may have brought forward that align with the Wisconsin Farmers Union? Yeah, uh, certainly, uh, and one of our members asked on egg tourism. It's a big issue, uh, something that more and more of our members are getting involved with as we're seeing that as being a mechanism to bring more dollars back to the farm and uh, something that they're looking at going to be uh, looking at too and how do we make sure that uh, you know all participants can actually have their facilities open for tours to come and look at. Uh, there's both uh, local
local issues and some state issues that need to be addressed there to make sure that uh, you know that the businesses can be businesses. What are the next steps then? You're here at the Capitol talking with these lobbyists. What is next then after this? What is the work that you guys continue to do, but also the people you're talking to here? Yeah, certainly making sure that they, you know, if they commit to something, we keep them committed to that process. But this is the first conversation, and hopefully we'll have more conversations, whether it's coming back to Madison or when they come back to the districts, they have those conversations, phone calls, emails, you know, all those things that we can keep in contact with their elected officials to more or less hold their feet to the fire and make sure that they're working down here and doing what's best for the state of Wisconsin. Another thing that the Wisconsin Farmers Union has recently done is you guys just donated 35,000 pounds of pork to the Second Harvest Food Bank. Can you tell me why did you guys decide to do that and how is that really benefiting rural communities? So that's a partnership between Wisconsin Farmers Union and Farmers Union Enterprise, which is the states of Wisconsin, Minnesota, North and South Dakota, and Montana. We own a group of businesses in Minnesota, South Dakota, and in Iowa. And one of those businesses is a hog slaughtering facilities in Esterville, Iowa. And we had some extra pork products at the end of the year and just knowing the time and, and it's a time of giving. But also you know, there's a lot of people out there that need food and need help. And we just felt it was a way for us to benefit the community. So there was 35,000 pounds went to a second harvest here in Wisconsin. And then the other four states also had 35,000 pounds that went to charities of some sort throughout their state. So it's a way of giving back to, uh, you know, our local communities. And then it also, you know, helps to make sure that product doesn't sit there and be a burden on the system. Can you also touch on, there's been some conversations about allowing raw milk sales. What are those conversations that you have heard within the Wisconsin Farmers Union or potential policy agreements, disagreements, things that you're seeing develop throughout the different agricultural organizations throughout Wisconsin? Certainly that's been an issue that we've talked about for many years now and uh, we've got good policy on it. Uh, you know, want to make sure that the consumer is protected to make sure that the farmers are doing what they should be doing. Um, it was good to see that Farm Bureau pass some policy now that it actually is in favor of raw milk too. So, uh, you know, hopefully the two big farm organizations in the state can come together and work together on this to make sure that raw milk can actually be sold here in the state of Wisconsin as, as a viable product. When the number one dairy state in the country, California, has raw milk sales and not necessarily consumer to farmer like we're looking at here in Wisconsin, if they can do it in California, we should be able to do it here in Wisconsin. And, and we can just go across the border into Minnesota and they've got a raw milk sales option there too. So, you know, we, we've got to get to the current times and really figure out what's uh, another mechanism for farmers and consumers to connect. So then what are the potential next conversations that are going to be needed to have? Yeah, certainly uh, having conversations with leadership at uh, Farm Bureau is something that we're in the process of trying to happen, but our members are talking to each other all the time uh, because we all have members within the community. So having those conversations and making sure that the elected officials at the state level are talking to each other is crucial. And, and that ultimately will lead us down here to Madison to have those conversations with the elected officials. And certainly the Department of Agriculture is a big player in this too, on making sure that the inspectors are there and the processes that are in place that can allow the consumer to farmer actions to happen. You know, an issue that came to our attention last spring, but we're also hearing it now again too, is uh, milk weight uh, or milk truck weight limits on rural roads and especially as we're getting closer to springtime and, and the spring breakup as we call it. Uh, you know, there's weight limits put on roads, but uh, milk is a perishable product, so it isn't something that we can hold for two, three weeks and wait for that process to happen. So, uh, you know, we need to be aware of that and make sure that the townships and the counties can have the adequate uh, procedures to make sure that milk trucks can continue to run down the roads as they 
need. Once again, that was Darren Von Ruden, president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.